Welcome to an I Exist podcast. Our entire mission can be summed up in one phrase, becoming all that we are. It is our belief that fulfillment doesn't come from changing into things you aren't, but rather from becoming everything that you already are. And ultimately, we're here to press and empower you to lead lives that are full of fulfillment. We've dedicated this specific podcast to the dream, not to having the dream or even talking about the dream, but to living the dream. The reality is that there's a stark difference between having a dream and manifesting one. Here you'll gain insight and wisdom keys directly from some of the water walkers of our generation, dream practitioners, those who have decided to tread paths where there were none, to step out into only what they could see. Come take a peek into the minds of some who, from within, create our world's most magnificent realities. I'm the creator and host, Brian Farr, and this is the Living the Dream Podcast. Hey, welcome to the fifth episode of Living the Dream, the podcast. Again, I am your host, Brian Farr. And first of all, I just want to say thank you if you're tuning in, if this is your first time. I appreciate you checking us out. If you've tracked along with us the entire way, again, thank you so much for doing so, for subscribing to all of the content here. I encourage you to subscribe to the content here. We'll have some great things coming. I appreciate you in advance. So today, I don't want to take a lot of your time. I just want to share a thought or two with you and we'll be out of your way. First of all, I do want to say if this is the only place you've seen any content I do produce, you're missing out on some of the things that we do, a lot of the things that we do. And so I want to encourage you to do things like follow me on Facebook. I have a business page there. You can find me by searching my name, Brian Farr. B-R-Y-A-N-P-H-A-R-R. You can also follow me on Instagram, on Twitter. Also have a TikTok I just started, which doesn't have very much material on it, but I will be updating that ever so often. Did something silly there with my wife for the first time, but definitely go on there. And also, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube, you'll want to do that too. So if you go on YouTube and also search for my name, I'm normally not hard to find on any platform, which is why I'm not giving a whole bunch of ads and things like that. If you just search my name on any of the platforms that I just named, you'll be able to find me. And like I said, I just want you to be able to honestly get in on some of the things. Also, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can on those platforms. I do run my own pages right now. So, you know, it'd be a good time to kind of get in contact with me if you want to. So I know you've already seen the title of the talk today, Too Cool for School. I'm sure most of you have heard that phrase before. Normally, it's ascribed to a person that, through their own beliefs about themselves, have deemed themselves to be above conventional means of doing anything. So, too cool, of course, being a sarcastic statement, pointing to the fact that a person is normally probably perceived as arrogant or something like that. But, you know, a person that stereotypically, I guess, looks like, you know, a well dressed, but in a non conventional way, fashionable and comes across maybe materialistic to other people and that and the people that's normally judging the person is what the person actually is using as an excuse to not have to go through a conventional means of doing anything. Now, first of all, there can be a person that that's particularly ascribed to and be absolutely true. Maybe there's spoiled children in the world who, and I know there are, have 
come across money really early through parents and things like that and have, again, been spoiled to the point to where, you know, sleeping through school and things like that was just an option because in their mind, they were not worried about having to ever provide for themselves or having to learn and things like that. And so, you know, even in public definition of of the phrase, you'll see that that term is often ascribed to people who do drugs and all of these other things who have the option to just do those things and still survive. Because again, they may be surviving off someone else's means of living and things like that. And I'm very certain that there are those of us in life who that is possible for. But I kind of wanted to, of course, give fresh perspective as normal on that phrase. I wanted to challenge your thinking today to really consider what it may mean to be too cool for school. I wish I had time to cover every angle that could possibly be covered about the subject matter. But again, I just want to attack one angle today that I hope you can gain something from. I do want to note that right now, I believe that much of what I'm saying is also time sensitive, right? And so I'm saying that And the reason why it's coming to me is because it has a lot to do with what's going on right now in our world. And that's not to say that if you listen to this 10 years down the road, that it won't be anything that you can take from. I guarantee you that there will be. It may be just as time sensitive for you, but I will say that I do believe a lot of what I'm saying is applicable and time sensitive to, again, what may be affecting a lot of us in our world today. And so I just wanted to note that just in case so that if you are listening to it currently, if you can look at the date of this and see that it is something that was very current, then I want you to note as we're we're going along that I do, again, believe that a lot of this is time sensitive material. So back to the subject at hand. Again, I do think that there are a lot of us who that phrase accurately describes probably because we are so spoiled, rotten, that we don't have to do what other people do. We don't have to follow any societal norms and conventional ways of doing anything concerning thinking or anything. We don't have to go to school or be self-disciplined or be personally responsible or learn or anything like that because we're highly relying upon someone who's going to always get us out of things and pay bills for us and all those other things, you know, there's no personal reliance on anything. And so I can just have materials and also be completely irresponsible concerning my personal development. I do believe that, again, there are some of us that that applies to in that type of way. But I also believe that that phrase applies to a certain group of us who kind of fly under the radar. Right. And this may be more of a normal thing than we think, because Right in the normal definition of that phrase is the idea that the person that this should be ascribed to. And let me say this really quickly. There are also people who this is ascribed to that it really doesn't belong to that person either. That term doesn't belong to them. And these are the people who don't follow necessarily conventional or traditional ways of thinking. But it's often because they're trading new paths and doing things differently that normally other people will understand why later and probably begin to even take on some of those beliefs and ways of thinking or ways of doing things. But in the moment, they may be labeled too cool for school for their being unconventional or non-traditional and not thinking the way other people do what may be considered the norm at the time. And that person to me shouldn't necessarily be labeled that. 
unless you're not being sarcastic. But there are many of us who fly under the radar of that term who on the surface actually do all of the things that seem conventional or that are conventional, like go to school. Again, whatever the societal norms are, you participate in those things, but you maybe should be described that way more than some of the people that actually are described as too cool for school. And here's why. There are a lot of us who are going along with societal norms and doing things in a very conventional way, but it's not because we are any more responsible than the spoiled kid or because we're any more disciplined or we're any more concerned with our own well-being. We're honestly way more concerned with being right than we are being an effective human being. All right. So we're actually only concerned with fitting in or either too afraid to do things or embrace an unconventional way of doing things because of the backlash we may get, even if it's something that may be more beneficial to us or that actually may move us along further than doing things in a more conventional way. This, too, is being too cool for school. Now, this is something that you're going to have to really dig deep to know whether or not it's applicable to you or not. I stated in one of the previous podcasts that this would always be a place for truth and honesty, whether it's difficult or not. And so with that being said, I know this is something that you're going to have to dig deep for and also really be willing to be honest with yourself again about whether or not this applies. But listen, there are those of us who only embrace conventional ways of doing things and thinking about things or societal norms because we're concerned with its form. Or how we look to others doing it, which is a very external factor. We're only concerned about its form and not what it was intended to do, which is its function. We're only concerned about its method or the way it's done and not the message it was supposed to bring. And I'll give examples of what I mean in a second. We're only concerned about the system itself and the system not failing or falling because this is the only way we know to do it or it's an attachment. There's some type of nostalgia connected to it or there's some type of duty we feel to upholding it because it's what our parents did or their parents did. it, And we're upholding systems and we are believing and going through systems, not even concerned about the substance it was supposed to bring to our lives. Again, what it was meant to do. So many of us are concerned one more time, with the form of it, with maintaining the form without being concerned about the function it was clearly supposed to have in our lives. And so what that does over time is exempt us from what we were actually supposed to be learning and gaining from these experiences. When I hear the term too cool for school, what I hear is that there are a lot of us who have put ourselves above the actual learning we were supposed to do in school because we've determined that going to school was enough. It's almost this getting by attitude in which I can go and be a part of a system my entire life and never have to learn anything because at least I'm doing what the societal norm is. And I don't have to be educated. I don't have to gain anything from it because I'm getting by with the illusion that I'm doing what I'm supposed to. All right. Writer, producer, artist, coach, and inspirational, motivational speaker, Brian Farr takes us on a deep, 
retrospective and introspective journey ranging from his childhood until life today that involves the question, will I live a life of significance or one of safety? Filled with experience gained wisdom and revelatory insights, A New Home dares its readers to ask themselves the hard questions concerning their need to fit in. How far will you go? And will all the efforts you've made be worth it in the end? This perspective-shifting discourse is a must-read, and through its hard-hitting yet relatable, tear-jerking, and even at points comical nature may prove to be more of a life-changing event than just a good Sunday morning read. Get your physical copy or digital copy today at Amazon.com. So again, you're going to have to dig really deep and start asking yourselves the hard questions concerning this subject matter, because the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter how much you're doing what is considered to be a societal norm or what is conventional to do. If there is no result that is causing you to be more productive, effective as a human being, I'll even say it this way. It doesn't matter how long you've planted yourself into a situation that you were taught to or brought up to or persuaded to. At the end of the day, what matters is how much, quote unquote, fruit you're able to bear from the situation. How much has this really helped you? Because I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of people who have taken a lot of subjects in school, including myself coming up through, you know, the K through 12 experience. And you'll understand that if you're from America coming up through that experience, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know what was even applicable to the life I'm having to live today, because, again, this was a societal norm. But what did I really take away from what was actually profitable for me? And if you don't start asking yourselves in what ways you're being profitable from the things that we're doing, then it's very easy and it's very likely that you are in a too cool for school mindset. And again, I'll continue to explain what I mean by that. I'll say it to you this way. So many of us are way more concerned about being right than we are actually being real about our situations. And what that means simply is that when you're so concerned about being right, when you're so concerned about doing things what you deem to be the right way or what's been sold to you as the right way or what mother or father or grandmother or grandfather or what somebody did 400 years ago and set into motion that now you know or believe is the right way of doing things when you're so concerned with, again, the way it looks to other people that you're just making sure you're following the right way that it's supposed to go, it will eventually blind you from the reality of your own situation. And so what that self-righteousness does or that self-rightness does is actually block you from seeing, again, the reality of your own situation. It actually prevents you from being able to see the areas in your life that you've had a lack of growth or betterment or production or expansion in your life. Because all I was concerned about was being right, even if it blocked me from seeing what's real about my life. And it puts you in a state of mind in which now I don't even see that I'm not producing anything anymore. I'm not actually growing. I'm not actually being, becoming, 
as a person any more than I was 10 years ago because I've left myself stuck in a system of just doing things the way I deemed them to be right to do. That, my friend, is being too cool for school. Because listen, again, when it doesn't matter that I haven't learned anything, that I haven't learned anything essential or, again, that's going to produce any growth, but at least I went to school when I haven't grown any, when I haven't become a better person, when I haven't expanded in knowledge and the width and the breadth of my internal being. But at least we went to mass. At least I went to church when the well-being of my life hasn't changed at all. But at least we went to work or whatever the scenario. What I mean by too cool for school is that I've become so uppity in my rightness or so right in my doing that I don't have to learn anymore. I don't have to grow. I don't have to do for my family what I was supposed to do because at least I'm following the way that so-and-so set for me. And this is a completely wrong way of feeling, thinking, living, existing. But it's where so many of us fall because we've been too concerned about being a part of the societal norms and conventional ways of doing things and thinking things. So concerned with our being right about those things that we haven't been able to be real about our current situations. Not real enough. And after a while, this way of living only becomes an excuse for ignorance. We actually begin to ignore the fact that we aren't growing Ignore the fact that we aren't becoming. Ignore the fact that nothing is changing when all of life should be an evolution and and a becoming and a bettering and an expanding. And when somebody comes along to ask of us, well, what did you learn? You spent all this time doing this and the answer will be limited with this way of life because, again, it doesn't matter, you know. In this too cool for school thinking, it doesn't matter that I didn't learn anything. I did what was quote unquote right. And that, again, my friend, is not right. So if there's anything I can encourage you to do through this podcast, it would be to learn to start putting away the things in your life that are not profiting you. Those things that are really more of a distraction than things that are actually growing you. Because, listen, we are not supposed to be living lives that are not profitable. We're not supposed to be going about life in a way in which it's just a traditional expression of, again, what we've been taught or whatever the case. And we aren't actually living because we're just doing things systematically in a way that's almost zombie like, really, because we're just following patterns without any purpose. And so, again, what I encourage you to do is to learn to live a different way and do things in a profitable way so that you don't have to look at the end of your life back on everything and say, I wasted X amount of years or X amount of time doing things that were pitched to me as right. But I have no idea what I even gained from them. Don't pass those things down as right when you clearly know that they were not profitable, even to sons and daughters. We have to begin to think about those things and live in a different way. Even if it is unconventional, even if it is something that may be difficult to move into because of what's hard to let go of, even if it does cost us in the area of friends or people who thought it should be a certain way. Listen, if you actually move into a a productive life, they will understand later. But you have to be personally responsible enough 
to do things in a way in which are going to profit you and ultimately be an example for others to go about life in a way that produces or that is real life. Trust me, there is a different way of doing things. There is real life here. It doesn't have to be a systematic mess of, again, non-productive living. This can be a life that is fulfilling and one that can invite you into a space to where you love life and you love others. Because believe it or not, when you live in an unproductive way, even the way you love yourself and others is affected. And so anyway, I won't get into a lot of that, but I will say we will be covering a lot of that type of material in the future and with a lot of the things that are going on through I exist and my personal brand. However, it's what I'm here for. It's part of my productivity. All right. So I want to end by saying this. A part of truly living life is about really almost doing a profit and losses statement concerning our lives and seeing which parts are profitable and which areas are not and beginning to take responsibility for the areas that are not and actually changing those areas, changing our patterns, actually doing things in which we are really learning. We're really progressing. We're really moving forward in a way that is productive to us. But and our productivity will become more productive for the world around us. And listen, that is a choice. It is a choice to become adaptable and to learn how to maneuver through life in a way in which we are personally responsible and we're actually disciplined and we're actually not just doing things to join in with the crowd of people who are right, quote unquote, right? Because it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. It may be traditional, but again, when it's moved into a space to where I'm only doing it for the form of it, and not for its function. Again, I said in the podcast about codependence that a lot of the things that you may be doing may be out of a taught codependence on the systems that you're relying on or that you feel like or know in your mind that you quote unquote write about. But listen, all in all, I'm not saying that everything is wrong and every system is bad or wrong. But what I am saying is for us to take inventory of the things that we do and say and think and really count how profitable or not profitable it is. Listen, I don't care how many sayings about old dogs not being able to learn new tricks and things you can come up with. None of it is excuse enough to die in the patterns of your past. We have to become adaptable. We have to learn new tricks. It doesn't matter how old you are. I personally have a grandmother who went back to school at an age that some people might think was absurd, but it's because she was brave enough to place herself in a learning environment to do what she needed to do at the moment that she felt would progress her. And all I'm asking is that we all do the same. Listen, whatever you think you're right about and that you've placed a shield up that keeps you ignorant. It's not worthy of dying in the patterns of your past. Trust me. Listen, it's time to tear down some old patterns and ways and go forward knowing that you have what it takes to become adaptable and learn new things and do things in a better way, in a more profitable way. And trust me, everyone around you will eventually thank you. Maybe not right now. Maybe there's too many systems of codependence upon the same thing around you right now. You might make enemies in the coming days if you do decide to. But if they live long enough, they'll thank you in the future. I'll go ahead and thank you now for surviving, for adapting. But anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Again, I appreciate you. 
pray that your way is made prosperous. And until next time.